Hello and welcome to the International Labour Organization's Global Business Network on Forced Labour's podcast. We are the Global Business Network bringing together businesses of all sizes and sectors and their representative organizations from around the globe to end forced labor. In this podcast series, we explore the role of small and medium-sized enterprises, or SMEs for short, in responsible business conduct. SMEs, together with micro-enterprises and the self-employed, make up around 70% of global employment. But their voices are often not heard when it comes to initiatives aiming to improve business conduct. I am Laura Green, the network's coordinator, and I will be talking to different people from across the globe to bring you their insights. First, I'm talking to Laura Spence, Professor of Business Ethics at Royal Holloway University of London. Laura is an expert on corporate social responsibility and business ethics, and she's dedicated much of her research to understanding small and medium-sized enterprises. She has written a brief for the network called Putting Small and Medium-Sized Enterprises First, Why SMEs Are Crucial in the Responsible Business Conduct Conversation, which you can find on our website, flbusiness.network. Laura has numerous other publications, and we are lucky to have her talking to us. Laura, thanks for taking the time to share thoughts with us. Let's kick off. Could you tell us a bit about how you came to be interested in small business responsibility and what this means? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of research and indeed my own uh, background is in business ethics and corporate social responsibility. And that's always tended to be from a large firm, multinational corporation perspective. But it was when I did some research on small and medium sized enterprises, SMEs, really discovered how fascinating they are in uh, one level, but also how very different they are from large firms. You can't just scale down what we do in a large firm and transplant it into small firms. They're different in nature, not just size from their sort of larger counterpart. So it's really fascinating for me on a, from a research point of view, but it's importantly very, very different from the large firm perspective. So if we think about small business responsibility, we have to really understand the informal processes that are at play in small organizations, the fact that they have very limited resources usually. They have to be responsible and flexible in response to the things that are happening around them. And they're very reliant on personal relationships rather than transactions and bureaucratic processes. So all of those things have an impact on how we understand responsibility for a small firm. And I really think all of that can be summed up from the research that I've done on if we think about large firm responsibility in terms of reports and standards and compliance mechanisms, small business social responsibility, in contrast, is about values, identity of the business and the owner manager and authenticity. So that puts a very different slant on how we understand responsible business conduct. Great. So it's really about coming at this with a different lens and looking to fill that gap. That's right. I think what we've seen through the work of the network is that many of the initiatives currently working on responsible business conduct, that they focus on large or multinational and enterprises, and often the smaller enterprises are excluded. Why is this and what does this mean for responsible business conduct, including looking at forced labor eradication? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's critical, really. I mean, I think we have to acknowledge the, um, the fact that large firms tend to have the more powerful voice at the table, if you like. So when uh, standards are being set, um, they're very often very, very 
positive multi-stakeholder initiatives, but we would be foolish to assume that there is equal power and equal voice amongst the contributors. So for a small business um, or even a representative of small businesses, they may lack the resources to simply put aside time to participate in those activities. And they're, they're very likely to, to struggle to have a equally powerful voice, shall we say, compared to large, well-organized multinationals. And we should also really acknowledge that small businesses are very heterogeneous. You know, we have many, many millions globally of small firms. They're not all the same. And, and quite often we talk, I think, mistakenly about the small business sector. It's not a sector. It's a whole mishmash of different types of organizations, different size of organizations. The difference between a, a micro firm with three employees or even a, a sole trader is enormous when you compare that with perhaps a, an organization of 240 employees, which is, is much more, in fact, like a large organization in its operations. So small businesses don't have the capacity to participate in standard setting and they don't necessarily have the power and they might not recognize it as being relevant to take part in those discussions because they are so often framed as being about corporate practices. And even that word corporate is a turnoff for small businesses because they're not corporations. Um, so they very regularly simply assume that that's nothing to do with them. It's not relevant to them, whereas, of course, it is. And they're very much impacted, if only um, through the supply chain. So there's lots of barriers, if you like, to small businesses influencing standard setting. And of course, we know that large firms are the ones that attract media attention. So they are the most visible when something um, goes wrong in the supply chain. Even it's very rarely is it the name of the small business perhaps that's done something wrong that really gets the media attention. It will be the large corporate customer at the end of the chain whose name is, is highlighted. So they tend to be ready to try to do things to mitigate the risk for them. So we know that it's difficult for SMEs to influence the standards that are set around responsible business conduct. And what that means for small businesses is that they are left really in somewhat of a dilemma between the pressures to adopt measures which suit large firms, those reporting standards, for example, and their own approach and their own perspective, this sort of values-based orientation that I mentioned earlier. So we find it, you know, really a challenge for small businesses who want to do the right thing. And I, I want to acknowledge not all of them will, of course, but let's um, accept that small business people are people, they're part of the community, part of society. They may very well want to do the right thing in terms of their business, but be torn between investing and diverting resources to um, signing up for a standard or completing a report, which doesn't really um, positively affect their own business practices, but will help them tick a box for one of their customers, or focusing on their business, how they operate, what they can do to improve their own business conduct. So no, we find small businesses in this, this position of being torn between uh, ticking the box of measurement in terms of responsible business conduct or actually focusing on what's relevant and important for them to do. That's the challenge. So in terms of um, forced labor, we 
might specifically see small businesses needing to um, respond to their customer requirements to sign up to one of the social responsibility standard, for example, or the UN Global Compact or the UN Guiding Principles on Business and Human Rights. But that's a, that's a really disproportionate cost for a small firm. Really, I think we need to think about what is a better use of their resources and a more effective investment for them in terms of fighting against uh, forced labour. That's really interesting. So quite often they're without a seat at the table, but yet adhere to various standards. Great. So how do we change this? How do we make sure that SMEs are included and what should we be doing differently? Yeah, that's a big question. I think the the starting point has to be the SME perspective. So generally when we're thinking about global or large-scale initiatives to try to influence something like responsible business conduct, we tend to start with the multinational corporate perspective. We need to turn that on its head, not least since um, over 90% of private sector businesses anyway are small firms. So if we want to change business conduct, we have to influence SMEs and we have to hear SMEs and listen to them. And I think, you know, it sounds perhaps oversimplistic, but that's really the starting point is to really engage with SMEs. Perhaps SMEs should be leading these initiatives, not following them and really think about representative groups and make sure those groups are genuinely representative and are actually not just responding to more powerful factions within a particular sector, for example. And really try to make sense of that heterogeneity so we don't seek to treat SMEs as a single sector. Um, We really start to divide according to the different industries that they're involved in, or it might be different regions, but it's complicated. I completely acknowledge that. There's no simple quick fix here, but if we want to uh, improve responsible business conduct, then we really need to think about how we integrate the SME perspective into the measurement that we have and how we, I'm not going to say keep it simple, we have, I would never want anyone to sort of talk down to SMEs. No, they are doing an incredible service to the economy and society by keeping going with their business practices. But we do need to keep it straightforward so that we're not trying to add a complex um, bureaucratic process to SMEs who are focusing on on keeping the business afloat, working with their key stakeholders who might not be their funders and financiers, as we might think for large firms, but might be their local community, their employees, certainly, um, and family members. So it's it's putting things rather on their head and starting from an SME perspective. Great. And that leads me then to my next question. And could you tell us a bit more about what works from an SME perspective in terms of understanding responsible business conduct? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's kind of the the million dollar question here. What what can we do differently? Um, and uh, like I say, it's it's not a quick, simple fix. But we really need to think about where there are standard setting processes in place or any sort of approach, even if it's around implementation. We need to make sure that the SME voice is properly, fully represented and championed. Even if individuals can't be in the room, um, we need to make sure that 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 voice comes through. And I really want unity for that um, to be achieved and to allow that SME first um, perspective to, to come through. And something which we quite often see as being overlooked is hearing the worker voice in terms of forced labour. Actually, the those that are most affected are those that work for business organisations through global supply chains, particularly. 
And if we don't properly hear that worker voice, we haven't actually got a hope of understanding the issues from the ground floor, if you like. So I think that's something we really need to to be careful to take into account. And governments also have a a role to play, um, making sure that communication uh, of existing regulation is effective and that it's effectively implemented. Um, You know, we do not lack standards, regulations, laws, guidelines, um, which, you know, in theory should result in perfect responsible business conduct. We see that that doesn't necessarily play through. So what we do have and needs to be working more effectively for SMEs. Mentioned already, I really think we should be careful not to underestimate SMEs. They really deserve our respect for everything that they are doing and contributing um, to society. And so that means also being ready to learn from SMEs, not just try to teach them what they should be doing, perhaps for better advantage. There's there's no sort of reason necessarily why we should assume that large corporations are the morally just ones and the SMEs are the ones that need to be taught how to behave. You know, I think we need to kind of get away from that implicit assumption. I think language is really important here. So rather than thinking in corporate terms about systems and structures and processes, we need to understand that SMEs are driven much more by values, their reputation, integrity, um, their responsibility to their kind of local environments and trust. And that sort of terminology will speak much more clearly, I think, to small businesses than the sort of large corporate speak, which tends to turn them off quite quickly. So overall, what we need is some, some frank and open discussions. I'd say rather than thinking about individual responsibility, perhaps we should be looking towards supply chains as a whole and really being ready um, to move away from kind of formulaic approaches to responsible business conduct and thinking much more about the individual context of organizations or at least groups of organizations and the industry and sector um, approach is one that I'd really recommended to help overcome some of those challenges. Wonderful. So it's really about now we, we have these standards that exist and the tools and resources at our disposal, but it's about getting down to action at the end of the day. Um, okay, so in terms of looking ahead to the to the future, um, we, we are currently operating in a very different environment and we know that SMEs are really critical to economies globally. They make up over 70% of businesses and we're working towards achieving the Sustainable Development Goals in 2030. How can we better connect SMEs to this agenda and what does the future look like for them and responsible business conduct, particularly in the current situation in light of the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, SMEs are incredibly vulnerable right now. I don't think anybody could miss that point. We rely on them so much socially and economically that we have to really, really think carefully about the position they're in. And I guess first and foremost at the moment for small businesses, any businesses, is survival as the driving force. Yet in many respects, that's always been the case for small businesses. They tend to operate on a basis of precariousness from contract to contract. They have to be flexible and responsive. And they're often, you know, really fighting cash flow challenges and having to deal with with sort of month to month decision making. And 
I would say those that that have already survived, you know, and have uh, sort of relatively well established, are well used to weathering storms, whether they be local or global storms. So I'm optimistic in in that respect respect for SMEs because it's not new for them to have to really focus on the fundamentals in order to survive. And I think the the COVID nineteen pandemic is no different. The extremity of it, of course, certainly is. In terms of of kind of where the link might be to the sustainable development goals, I think SMEs will already have been making decisions and having to make choices in their response to COVID-19, which relate directly to the sustainable development goals. They may very well not have been thinking in those terms and again, not have been using those languages. But I do think we have to sort of think, is it necessary for them to know that when they think about the uh, long-term economic survival of their business, they might be relating that to one of the SDGs or if they're thinking about the fairness in choices they make about who loses their job and who doesn't or how they make investments for the future to ensure the employment of their colleagues and their workers. So thinking about avoiding poverty. All of those things are very, very closely related to the SDGs, but I don't think they'll necessarily know which SDG it is that they're responding to. They may never even heard of the SDGs, but we have to reflect on whether that's important, whether the fact that they may not frame what they're doing in terms of the sustainable development goals is important. I I don't think it's necessarily important for the SME. It might be important for those that want to measure and report on the sustainable development goals. But as we've said, that's not something that comfortably fits into the world, if you like, of SMEs. Like I say, I think SMEs will already have been making important decisions in response to COVID-19. They'll already be thinking about how they can survive in the longer term how they need to make choices about their employees and what they can do in order to ensure resilience for the business and for their business sector for the future. So I think much of that chimes with the SDGs. Whether they'll put it in those terms, I don't know. There is an opportunity in terms of responding to a customer's wishes to hear about the business's point of view from the SDGs. So for some, there may be a marketing advantage, but I think now of all times, much more important is the decisions that the small businesses is making to protect those that they're working with directly and of course, try to ensure the, the strength of their business for the future. Absolutely. And I think their resilience will really be at the heart of the recovery as we come out of this pandemic. Yes, we we need to hope that they make good choices. Absolutely. And finally, Laura, to end, I would like to know what would be your one key takeaway on small business responsibility for our listeners? Well, it would be to remember that no single type of business has a monopoly on responsible business conduct or indeed irresponsible business conduct. So we need to really take the time to hear the SME perspective. And if we genuinely want to make a difference in terms of responsibility, rather than just present good statistics, if we want to make a difference, then we need to change the approach to measuring, supporting and motivating responsible business conduct so that it is meaningful for small and medium-sized enterprises. That's a great takeaway. Thank you. And I know we at The Network are working hard to make sure that smaller businesses have a seat at the table. Laura, thank you very much for your time and for joining us today. And we thank our listeners for tuning in. Thank you. 
This is a podcast from the International Labour Organization's Global Business Network on Forced Labour. Visit our website on flbusiness.network for more information. I am the coordinator of the network, Laura Green. Thank you for joining us and look out for our next episode.